the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. Wait, what? There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. Hey, it's George, and yeah, uh, what's going on? Hey, guys, uh, are you there? Yeah, we're we're here. We so are here. Where are you? Uh, I'm 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 waiting for Tom. I'm at the airport. I told you guys that I he was supposed to pick me up like an hour ago. Okay, um, I don't. George, do you know anything about Tom picking up uh, Joseph? No, he did tell me, he showed me the buttons to push this week. Tom is back, by the way, uh, for those of you that were concerned about that and wrote us. Uh, but, he <laughs> really? is, but he is not in the studio. Uh, so I'm going to be Tom controller guy again this, this week. Okay, wow. Uh, Joseph apparently is at the airport. You I'm should know airport. why. why did you think that that would be? That he would do that, that he would pick you up. You know he doesn't like you, right? I thought I thought I thought we had a good talk last week when he came back. And I thought that this was like his not, way of not you know, good like, enough. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Well, I have to do this remote. But sorry. but you got your list. You you text me on the plane. You said that you got a good list. I got uh, a great list. So Everybody, uh, apologies. Sorry, this is going to be a little different kind of show. Still going to be good though, because this is episode one twenty six. Nice, and we are talking about bridges. This bridges. is the bridges episode. So Jeff Bridges roles in movies or TV. He did a lot of TV. Okay, uh, so just Jeff, no Lloyd or Bo, right? You're right. right. Just Jeff. Uh, okay, gotcha. And I and I think there's a sister in there somewhere, but no, uh, just Jeff Bridges. And bridges that are used in film, like a, a scene featuring of a, bridge. a bridge. Yeah, it, it can't be. I mean, I guess it can, but yeah, it, like our previous episode, scenes featuring a cane, but it has to be an actual cane and not a sword. So it, it has to be an actual bridge that goes over water yes, or some other. It thing. has to be a bridge, not a sword. It can't be uh, like, a, you know, any, a, any, any bridge swords are out. It can't be like a this, thought of a bridge. Like this is a bridge to his heart. No, it can't be that. It has to be an actual bridge. physical. Yeah, bridge. No, okay. no bridges that are actually weapons somehow <laughs> that transform. <laughs> yeah. Transforms into a, a giant sword cane. Yes, yes. So, but uh, American actor Jeff Bridges, over seven decades, uh, he's known for his versatility. He can he can play everything. Oh yeah, he can play villains. He can play good guys. He can play aliens. Hint, hint. Uh, and uh, but more than seventy films. Uh, and that's how I kind of did my list, uh, George. By he plays, but he never plays a weapon. Well, <laughs> well, it is a different type of Jeff Bridges performance and he's been hired for each type. So, I mean, that's why some of his movies was like when he went severely out of type out of what I call the three bridges, which we'll get into the three Ooh, bridges, to Jeff Bridges to you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's, there's a couple when he got out of type that made my list that was not, you know, and his mother didn't even approve of some of his roles. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into um, to that. So are we going to start with Joseph or What's at the airport or what's well, going Joseph? On? What? Wait, wait, just yeah. one second. There's a guy eyeing my bag right now, guys. Go, go ahead. I'm, I'll be right back. 
All right. So we'll start with you, George. What this, is your, this is, um, this is the episode where Joseph gets mugged on the air. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, you want to start with bridge scene or Jeff Bridges, your, your call. You can start it out. Uh, I'm going to start with, <laughs> I'm going to start with bridges, uh, the uh, actual physical structure, the actual bridges. physical structure in the scene. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, and my fifth, uh, and, entry first entry fifth on my list is the bridge in Christopher Nolan's inception from 2010. Um, this bridge it's, it's a real bridge. It's one of the largest vertical lift bridges uh, on the West coast. It's the Commodore Schuler F Hyam bridge. I'm only going to say that one time. So I hope you're paying attention. Good luck spelling uh, that one. <laughs> this, uh, well, I'm just going to put here. I'll just go ahead and do it put right Styler now. Styler bridge or whatever. <laughs> Uh, hang on. Let's see here. Just put this right here. There. How do you like that? The bridge from inception. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay I, gotcha. I can spell inception, but it's a, it's a roadway deck about uh, 72 meters uh, from the water. Okay. For those American listeners, 236 feet. Okay. Um, and for the future, anybody that hasn't seen this movie, um, Leonardo DiCaprio and others are these extractors. They perform this kind of corporate espionage using, what would you say? Jim, you've seen this movie, right? Yes, Dream but uh, please technology. explain me your point of view. <laughs> so anyway, they're, they're trying to plant an idea into this, this person's head in order to get him to sell off his late father's mega conglomerate company, uh, Cillian Murphy. Uh, is the is the mark, if you will, and uh, without seeing the film, it might be a little difficult to understand how the bridge is used. But in the science of the story, one wakes up from the dream st uh, state with this thing they call the kick, and this can be achieved by a, an abrupt change to something in the outside world, like falling out of your chair, or if your face is doused with water or something something to jar you enough to break the, the trance that, that you're in. And in the movie, the characters are, are forced to use the act of this cargo van that they're sleeping in, driving backwards off this bridge and splashing into the, into the water 70, 75 meters below. And they cut back and forth to this fall. And because it's all in this super extended slow motion, it takes like 15 minutes for this thing actually to have the impact at the, at the climax of, of the movie. But, uh, the, the bridge actually, uh, was a working bridge up until five years after this movie, uh, 2015. So that is my first entry. Number five, the bridge in inception. All right, we'll get to we'll just switch it around. We'll get to Joseph last because I know he's dealing with a lot right now. So my bridge, I'm guessing, is going to be in a lot of people's bridges scenes uh, featured in tons of movies, including uh, I guess the poster of A View to Kill. But I'm picking the movie. Oh, uh, I'm I'm picking the Rise of the Planet of the Apes for the Golden Gate Bridge, and that was kind of the first battle this, as the apes finally kind of come back and they have this kind of whole big kind of. Um, whole whole massive battle on the uh on the golden gate bridge uh so not much more to say i mean it's 80 years old the bridge is it's been in tons of movies it's been on like sitcom yeah. um it's probably what most famous bridge of all time uh one of one of them probably in the top yeah. five or three but uh yeah and i think it, this it was is my number two it was uh, what which movie did you pick well, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, wow. Okay, good. Because so, I thought about I thought about View to a Kill, but that movie just I know it was on the poster and everything. And it's also in Superman the movie, a very short, you know, when everything gets destroyed. No, but, the re the reason that this is so important in this movie is this is like you said, the big finale takes place as the apes are trying to escape to the Redwood Forest, and this structure is kind of the dividing line between the intelligent apes and the humans. So it's kind of their, their battleground and they have it in the follow-up movie in the sequel to this. Uh, but this is where it kind of all goes down in this 2011 flick. Uh, so yeah, that makes the canister. That Jim. makes the canister. All right. So let's go to the airport now. And Joseph, what is your number five selection for bridge? Okay. He, wa he, he wasn't looking at my bag. Uh, okay, good. Glad I, you're I safe for the moment. He did hit me up for $5. 
Uh, did you give it to him? Wait, did you give it to him? Yeah, of course I gave it to him. I'm oh, a nice okay. guy. I'm a nice guy. You know? No, wait. I have asked you for like a coffee before, and you wouldn't give me $5. <laughs> Sorry, George. <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time. I promise. I just have to look at your luggage in a <laughs> threatening right. way, and uh, you'll give me 5 bucks. Okay, I get it. So uh, my my number five entry for a bridge is the trestle over Lake Britain in California. Talking about the the near miss of being ran over by a train by Will Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell in Stand By Me. Oh, nice. Uh, this was sort of an exciting part of, of the movie where, you know, the kids are walking on a bridge trying to find a dead body uh, and nearly become dead themselves whenever they hear the train coming and they narrowly, narrowly escape. There's a lot of these, you know, uh, this is almost like a, a movie trope, if you will, of, you know, people having to jump off at the last minute before they get hit by a train. But I thought this one was really good. Uh, the whole movie is just visually stunning. Uh, and so uh, I put it as number five, stand by me. That's a good right. bridge. Good, good job and way to concentrate with all the traffic and all that stuff going on over there. Uh, George, what is your number five Jeff Bridges movie? Okay, for Jeff Bridges, uh, this is kind of, he had been in a lot of stuff uh, on television. He had been in Lassie and with his father's shows and, and all of that and Seawolf and all that. But his big breakout role was Peter uh, Bogdanovich's uh, 1971 classic, the last picture show. And it's important to note, he's not the lead. That would be uh, Timothy bottoms, but bridges arguably plays the folks, the, the film's most representative character of really what the theme or plot is. He, he plays Dwayne Johnson. Okay. And Dwayne is this handsome guy. Who's the high school football hero in this dead end Texas town, kind of clueless to the fact that his relationship with the, prettiest richest girl in in town doesn't stand a chance but uh, like so many people in just podunk little towns and in america he's content to let the world kind of just pass him by and everything uh, but he did get a best supporting actor nomination for for this character and uh as far as the film goes uh, the library of congress in in 1998 selected this film for preservation in the uh, national film registry, which, you know, they deem which films are culturally historically or aesthetically significant. So that would be Dwayne Johnson for my number five. And this goes under one of my categories. This is naive bridges. Naive bridges is one of the bridges yes. categories. Uh, my and, number uh, five, Todd bridges uh, and it, Nash bridges. Hey, yeah. guys, hey guys, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, we're still here. Did, we'll get to you in a second, Joseph. Thank you wait, so did much. He, did he say the last picture show? Yeah, he did say last picture show. Yes, that's my number two. Oh, oh, so wow, makes it okay. I, 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 I think I see Tom. Wait, I gotta go, guys. Okay, okay, okay. All right, we'll maybe see. you'll talk about it later in the show. So we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Uh, my number five comes under what I call cool bridges, uh, which is the ultimate. He's the coolest guy in the room in, in these movies, and I. I go back to Winter Kills would probably be a Cool Bridges. Also, we have Fearless, even though he's, uh, but he's the un unbreakable uh, Bridges there. Jagged Edge, he was the suave, uh, you know, murder suspect. But my number five is for the Fabulous Baker Boys, where he's the very skilled piano player caught in a lounge act with his brother, played by his real brother, Bo Bridges. And that was the, the, the big selling point of the movie. And you have M Michelle Pfeiffer added to the act to add spice. Uh, <laughs> uh, very, very comic, but also um, just, you know, you have, and we are all musicians here on this show. You have the frustrating musician who really wants to play something real. And we see him play jazz with some jazz folks, you know, in the off hours. And we see how talented he is and, and cool, how cool Bridges is. And he's still in order to be with his brother does this kind of lounge act sprays the, uh, the hair on his bald spot that's in a can and really just kind of uh, realizes that this, you know, I can't do this anymore, especially when so Michelle this, Pfeiffer comes around. This is a, this is frustrated bridges. Is that, the no, this is cool yeah. bridges. <laughs> this is the coolest dude in the movie. So he's the cool piano player. So my number yeah. five selection well, is that know, was Baker Boy. Like, uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, what the, it, I only have two buttons to push today, and yeah. that's one of them. So 
So Fabulous Baker Boys is mine. He already played one of the Baker Boys. Uh, yeah. Joseph, what is your number five? Is he? Uh, I thought he was gone. Oh, is he back? Wait, I'm back. I swear that was Tom. And I swear he saw me and he didn't stop. Well, it could, it, it could always be worse. He could have tried to hit you. <laughs> I, okay. So, uh, okay. So uh, we're doing Jeff Bridges, right? Yeah, that's so, correct, sir. So, yes. So my, my, my fifth one is uh, Texas Ranger Marcus Hamilton. Uh, and one of his more recent films, uh, Hell or High Water, where he plays a Texas Ranger. Uh, the reason why I chose this as number five is because, you know, uh, Jim, you know, you, you mentioned earlier how, you know, he goes through these phases of different This is rustic bridges, Joseph. This is rustic bridges. Uh, there you go. It's the rustic <laughs> okay. bridges. This is the, the I'm going to, I'm going to tag these here. Rustic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I felt like this is like the mature rustic Jeff Bridges that we're seeing here where he's not playing kooky characters anymore. He's sort of coming to his own. He's, a uh, He's sort of the elder statesman of uh, the movies at this point. And uh, I feel like he does such a great job of, of sort of playing this Texas Ranger and without necessarily falling into all the cliches and all that. But uh, really enjoyed the performance of this. Enjoyed the whole movie. So hell or high water. Rustic yeah. Bridges, his, his, his voice also is two octaves lower than regular Bridges. It's always like... <laughs> Yeah, you know the whole that whole country thing. We I'd go get the blah, blah, blah. you know that kind of mumbling at some point. So, <laughs> so we've, we've got what I'm calling clueless bridges from the last picture show, cool bridges from fabulous Baker Boys, and hell or high water rustic bridges. Rustic bridges. So okay, and now let's move back to real bridges. George, what is your number four bridge scene? So this is going to be the Edmund uh, Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. This was featured in the movie Selma 2014, and the movie recounts the events of March 7th, 1965, when police, this is kind of a sad story for a silly show like ours, but police attacked civil rights movement demonstrators led by Martin Luther King Jr. with horses and billy clubs and tear gas and all of that as they were attempting to march to the state capitol in, in Montgomery, Alabama. So the uh, the bridge in Selma. Okay, very nice. Uh, my uh, number four has been seen in tons of movies. It might be considered a, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say stereotype, but something like much of a cliche. It is the old rickety wood bridge <laughs> as seen in Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Doom, uh, Temple of the Doom, Temple of Doom, and tons of movies, uh, you know, even, even in Smoking the Bandit when he the bridge goes out, it's a rickety wood bridge. But I, my choice of movie I'm, I'm selecting is... Um, uh, cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Uh, oh, I guessed it. I guessed it. Was still yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the old rickety bridge where Stallone has to kind of run back over the bridge once they do that. And they, and you have the whole crew running back and forth over this rickety bridge that's about to about to just fall apart. And it ends up doing that. So rickety old rickety wood bridge. <laughs> yes. Is my number four. From uh, Cliffhanger. Yeah, I guessed <laughs> it. I'm I'm pleased I guessed it. Very nice. Uh Joseph, what is your number four bridge? Okay, my, my my number four bridge uh, is not a real bridge. Uh, it's supposed to sort of be, a, it, it's it, but the play of this bridge is awesome. And I'm talking about 1981's Escape from New York, oh. where where yes. they 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 are trying to escape from from Manhattan Island, and uh, basically it's an apocalyptic dystopian future where. Uh, they pretty much have either like demolished the bridges or they they've planted mines on the bridges yes. so they can put all the prisoners on Manhattan Island, keep all the bad people there. At the end of the movie, when Kurt Russell is trying to escape a snake Plissken uh, off the island and stuff like that, they have to go across this bridge and there's landmines everywhere. It's a great use of uh, not only bridges, but also of Isaac Hayes, who plays the oh, yeah. Duke. The that Duke. is chasing him. A number uh, one. A number one in his customized Cadillac. So uh, my bridge of choice is from Escape from New York. And uh, spoiler, th this actually made my honorable mention. Uh, the Duke does make it across the bridge, but he doesn't make it up the wall. 
<laughs> courtesy of Donald Pleasance, uh, right. who Donald Pleasance is the uh, English uh, Englishman who somehow is the president of the United States. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's it. You know, Donald Pleasance was in the Sergeant Pepper's movie. Yes, I've been told many times. <laughs> I want, I want to. to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So let's move on now to uh, have a whole episode about that. Yeah. Let's do our number two. Jeff Bridges rolls. George, what's your number two? I mean, sorry, number four. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to way ahead there. We, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, a character from an adaptation of John Irving's novel, A Widow for One Year. Uh, he plays Ted Cole, and the movie is called A Door in the Floor. Uh, 2004 movie and uh, the character he plays, this would be uh jerky bridges. Okay. Yes. Uh, have have you seen this movie? It's fantastic. I've seen the movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, very, it's, it's fantastic. It's, hard to watch. it's very explicit. It's yeah, it's crazy. It is hard to watch, but Ted Cole is an egotistical children's book author uh, and going through this just painfully agonizing breakup with his wife, Kim Bassinger. They've, they've lost their two sons. Uh, as you watch the movie, they, they, uh, there was a tragic car accident and they've, they're grieving over that, but the, they're dealing with it. Essentially the, the show is about uh, how two characters going through this chronic grieving process and how they process it differently. Uh, but uh, he has to really kind of subdue the actor Jeff Bridges has to subdue his usual charm for this one. Cause this guy is not likable, but uh, it is such a, a strong performance because he's so physical in this movie and he can convey more with kind of a simple gesture or change of his posture than most actors could achieve with reams and reams of dialogue. Uh, but just kind of a warning. It is a tough watch. It is, it is rough. Uh, and at the very end, you find out what the door in the floor is. Uh, but uh, great movie. Have you seen this, Joseph? Racquetball. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of racquetball playing in this movie. Yes. Uh, but uh, Ted, Ted Cole, that is my number four for him. All right. Uh, my number four is kind of a really, uh, it's hard. It's almost a cult movie. A lot of people don't know about it. It's from 1975. It's called Hearts of the West. Uh, this is Naive Bridges again, or Clueless Bridges. He plays a Western writer named Lewis Tater, who heads off to uh, Hollywood to write Western novels and be like uh, Zane Gray. Instead, he ends up being uh, Tom Mix movie star, thanks to Alan Arkin as a kind of a crazy director. Also, a great cast in this movie. Andy Griffith is kind of the uh, past uh, Western star Blythe Danner is looking her best as the love interest too. This movie was like a financial disappointment, but his his naive bridges and in, in, as the Western guy, a guy from the Midwest, put into Hollywood is just great. Uh, and he, you know he shows this naive side in tons of movies too. Uh, the screenwriter of this movie went on, you know, after that failed, went on to, to create Northern Exposure and Monk. So there was some talent found there too. So, but the, uh, the movie is hearts of the West. If you can find it, good luck. Uh, <laughs> it's a good one. I saw it on, on Turner movie classics one night. So that's my number four is Lewis Tater from hearts of the West. So uh, number uh, four for you, Joseph. Okay. Uh, I'm going with optimistic bridges uh, here. Uh, he plays a couple of these characters and I'm talking about 1988's, Tucker, the man in his dream. Oh, this is my nice. number three. This is American Bridges. Okay, this is American Bridges. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it, I think it, it's also the optimistic Bridges because I I, I don't want to steal someone's thunder, but there's another picture that I was sort of going between of like which which one of these bridges. Uh, you this know, and, this and Seabiscuit, right? Yep, that's exactly. I, I, the yeah. same thing with mine. This is American Bridges. This is, he he symbolizes America and like hope and, and all this stuff. And he was the what the in the Sea Biscuit thing. He was all you know, like you said, optimistic American. You know, let's make this happen type thing. So the can the can do attitude. The hold that tiger attitude. Yeah, <laughs> hold that tiger exactly. Based on a true story, shortly after World War II, Preston Tucker uh, is sort of this guy. He he creates the 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 the. Why? Why you call it the the plane, the 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 dome that the gunners are in? 
Uh, yeah, the, the the car they were they only made like eighty eight cars of the Tucker car. Well, no, no, like like in World War II, the gunner, two, the gunnery, the, uh, oh, that's gunnery, right. yeah. yeah, the 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 Turner ball or whatever Tucker ball or whatever they used to call it. Anyway, he started got his his start on that, but then he was like, I'm going to make a whole new car, and it sort of shows how you know even back then in 19 you know 40s of how the big 3 makers of cars and all that were sort of uh they they were an oligarchy you know they they didn't want to let people in and stuff like that but literally you know his inventions made cars better he was the first one to actually put in like seat belts uh and and uh this was considered to be revolutionary and, and, and he was the outsider. And uh, this is just a great family feel good movie, much like Seabiscuit. It's one of these films that, you know, you can get the whole family and everyone feels good watching it. So yeah, uh, even though he, he, he does, well, spoiler alert fails at the end. Lloyd is also in this movie as, you know, as he was and uh, uh, blown away. Uh, his, his father is in this movie. And the, the thing about this that I noticed on this movie is everybody got kind of got nominated, but bridges. And it, this is kind of like the last movie this happened. He started getting nominated after this. Mark Landau was nominated for best supporting actor who is great in the movie, but it's like, you know, what, what does bridges have to do? He, he drives the whole movie, you know? Right, well, I think, right. I think the fact that they didn't focus on, any of Tucker's uh, comedic stuff in the movie. I mean, that whole thing was edited out. So because of that, I think that's what really hurt the, the nomination for him. It's just, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm starting to lose reception here. <laughs> <laughs> by choice. <laughs> Losing reception by Joseph, choice. <laughs> Joseph just walked into the oncoming traffic. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's go now to the uh, number three bridge and we'll take a little break. And maybe, Joseph, you can find out what you're going to do. So we go to George for the number three bridge scene. So this is Steven Spielberg's uh, Bridge of Spies, actually has bridge in the title, uh, from <laughs> 2015. And uh, the name of the bridge, uh, it's the bridge that connects uh, Postem with Berlin, where there was a cold, this is based on a true story. This is one of Steven Spielberg's kind of history movies, if you will, uh, history fictions. Uh, cold War prisoner exchange between the U.S., and the Russians and Tom Hanks uh, stars as kind of the go between James Donovan. Okay. And um, the, the story was in, in real life, the Soviet uh, they, the Soviets had U S air force pilot, Francis gray powers, and they wanted to trade him for Rudolph Abel, a convicted KGB spy that was being held by the United States. And uh, y'all know how I like to play what might've been, Gregory Peck actually wanted to do this movie back in 1965 and Alec Guinness agreed to play Rudolph Abel. Uh, but, uh, and so Peck was going to be the James B. Donovan role. Okay. Um, that was later played by Hanks. But at the time, MGM thought, uh, this is, they, they declined because cold war tensions were too high. And they wanted to steer clear of, of the politics of, of the story. Uh, but I didn't learn this until recently. We're, we're all fans of uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Uh, they actually, along with uh, Matt Sharman, who I don't know who that is, uh, were screenwriters on this. Did you know that, Jim? No. So uh, it's, it's interesting because usually their screenplays have a certain look and feel to them uh, storytelling wise. But uh, this, I don't know how much of Matt Sharman, you know, influenced it. But uh, don't squeeze still, it. Yeah, you don't squeeze the don't <laughs> squeeze the screenwriter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, bridge of bridge of spies, and and the big finale is they you know walk across and it's you know foggy. They're, and, they're not spies anymore yeah. once they cross yeah. the bridge. Yeah, it not, was a bridge bridge of spies, but it wasn't. Yeah. Then it, it instantly turned into. Uh, Spies like us or something. <laughs> it's weird too. Cause like, and that's, you know, you talked about the symbolism and like rise of the planet of the apes, how, how it was a, a, a actual bridge between, you know, like the, like you said, the forest and civilization. Right. My number uh, three is the same thing. It is the, I hope like I pronounce it, the Verrazano narrows bridge in New York, 
which is a suspension bridge oh, used in Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Fever. Fever. Yeah. yeah, there's two scenes yeah. where he's hang, you know, he's trying to change his life with Karen Lee Gorney's character Stephanie, who he considers high society, even though we all watched the movie and like uh, she's like about you know three tacos ahead of uh, Travolta. <laughs> you know, they're pretty close in where they are, but um, it also is kind of like it also kind of is the uh, the whole scene with Bobby C when he's kind of, you know, playing around. They have that whole thing where the the, the character, you know, has that tragic fall on that same bridge. Yeah. yeah so is it a tragic fall? Is it suicide? Yeah. The character's pretty, pretty like, you know, pretty not together uh, the entire movie. So, uh, but um, yeah. So, I mean, there's two scenes in there. So uh, they say it symbolizes his escape from that kind of life, especially when yeah. Bobby C dies. So the, the, Verrazano Narrows Bridge from Saturday Night Fever is my number three. Yeah, that uh, that made my honorable mention. Uh, that bridge for All that right. that scene in particular. I yeah, I never really thought about the symbolism of it, but yeah, I can I can see that a case can be made for that. Yeah, Joseph, your number three bridge bridge scene. Hey guys, I, I found a new place to uh, hang out in. Oh, you sound a whole lot better. better. Are oh. you like in like uh, the the lounge, the VIP yes. lounge, or something? That's exactly where I am. I'm waiting wow, for these guys nice. to discover me and, find and you get out cocktails that. and free peanuts. Nice. I'm not. Nice. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> I'm trying okay. to look the part. Okay. So if I get kicked out again, you'll you'll know. All right. So where are we? <laughs> oh wow. Jeez. Number three bridge or bridge scene. Uh, talk about phoning it in, folks. Yes. <laughs> phoning it okay. in here <laughs> Okay. Number three. Uh, best bridge. This comes from the 1984. Comedic classic, The Lonely Guy. Oh, so <laughs> I good. Had to, this, this, uh, this is actually, my number two. It's my number two. So, oh, so uh, it, it, it's, yeah, two, it's two bridges. It's two bridges, actually. It's the Manhattan Bridge and the Queensboro Bridge. Uh, the Manhattan Bridge is the first one where Steve Martin, who is a lonely guy, uh, meets up with his his soon to be best friend Charles Grodin, who's deciding to jump off the bridge. And as <laughs> as awful as this sounds, there's actually comedy that that like there's like people like Line waiting up. their turn. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're waiting their turn. You're to, hearing uh, screams in the background. <laughs> And it's all it's all because they're all lonely. That's why, you know, uh, with it. And then at the end where uh, basically uh, he decides that uh, Steve Martin's character decides that he's going to commit suicide or whatever. And uh, he's, he's rescued uh, uh, by his by his friend. And uh, anyways, this is a hilarious antics of a bridge and suicide uh <laughs> unlike charles saturday Grodin. night fever yeah funny as <laughs> suicides yes well the funny exactly. thing is like charles groden you know i mean he's he's like serious but not serious that first time he's like warren are you sure you're gonna jump uh let's just go yeah. get a slice of pizza <laughs> let's go get a slice <laughs> he's, of he's pizza wants, he just wants company you know yeah. <laughs> well yeah, i yeah. think i think what you're paying for is what they do with the hair you know, yeah. with, with what you've got. So you ever notice a bum's hair? Yeah. A Full bum's hair. Cost. Just waste that hair. Just does a bum. Does, Full thick of hair. Does your guy want to say? <laughs> they talk did. about Michael Landon's haircut. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so good. good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't like taking naps. I yeah. don't like taking naps. I can't, I can't face waking up. <laughs> and of course, the great chess <laughs> playing chess against the robot. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, he shakes the hand of the little robot arm. We do a whole show on Lonely Guy. Why it's isn't there a guy. scene where he's trying to make it look outside like he's got a party? And oh yeah, with these, the cutouts. Yeah. Now, uh, Jim, do you do you want to tell George the story of uh, yes, uh, college? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I was having a particular hot streak in college, you know, and I was actually had some. Some girls interested in me. This is the one, one and only time in my life. Meanwhile, for some reason, and Joseph was a you know a handsome guy. Oh, wait, did, did Joseph go to the bridge? No, Joseph. <laughs> for some reason, Joseph was shunned. He had no. I guess it was like attention. it was like Bizarro World. You know, I'm, I'm not he was saying the, he was the ladies' man before that. You know, I, I I never had problems with women, but like this, I went through the streak of like I could not get a girl. I mean, it was so depressing. And Jim, like I said, Jim was like. He, he, he was the ladies man. And I was just like, I, what's going on here? I don't get it. So one day, 
one day I decide to dress up like Charles Grodin. <laughs> and I wore the sweater, <laughs> sweater vest and everything. I dressed up like the lonely guy. I went to college. I went to like on campus dressed up as a lonely guy. Oh. He did the voice too. He's like, nah, I'll just sit here and have something to eat. Did, did you get hit on? <laughs> no. no, no. He was shot even more. I, I, I want, I, if I, if I had the money, I was broke. If I had the money, I was going to go out and buy a fern and I was going to bring the fern with me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Don't call him fern. Call him guys. <laughs> guys. Did your guy want to say God, bye to my guy? <laughs> uh, could, could we turn the spotlight off the table, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So many. So, yeah. So that's that how film. Joseph got through that period and embraced his own lonely guy. So, all right. So let's go take a break now. That's the end of uh, our. So Tom gave me a, a note here. It says various doorbells. All right. This is confusing, but yeah, let's go ahead and give it a listen. I have no idea, folks. <laughs> Oh, it really is a doorbell. Hello? Hello? this cool. I don't know. Oh, wow. Bump. Bump. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, All right. That actually, so there we go. That actually uh, had a nice little, uh, that's, nice little um, finish to it, huh? Uh, what? That's McCartney and Wings, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone knocking at the door. Yeah, nice. All right. So that was a nice little uh, doorbell combination. So let's move on I now. Yes. Yeah. As far <laughs> as doorbells go. So back to the uh, Jeff Bridges movies. My number three was Tucker. We talked about that already with Joseph and I. And George, what is your number three? My number three is the ultimate clueless Jeff Bridges. This is from John Carpenter's romantic sci-fi drama about an alien stranded on Earth, Starman. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about it before. One of his greatest strengths is his ability to look thoroughly bewildered. And he certainly does in this. Uh, Bridges is an alien that, uh, this is kind of weird. He's assumed the body of Karen Allen's uh, dead husband. And uh, he's got that confusion thing going and fish out of water, uh everything is totally unknown to this character, but, uh, it's to me, it's one of his most compelling com uh, performances and, uh, he did get an Oscar nomination uh, for it, but Starman, Starman. Not, yeah. Not, I love that song, but not, yeah. uh, the David Bowie <laughs> okay, missed gotcha. opportunity. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is good. You're right. This is clueless, uh, bridges right here. Uh, Joseph, what is your number three? Uh, I was thinking of Starman. But instead, I had to go back to rustic bridges, the most rustic bridges, almost too rustic, <laughs> too, so almost too rustic to where you can't you can't really understand them. But yet somehow <laughs> it really works well. I'm talking about 2010's True uh, Grit. Yes, uh, my number you, two, Joseph. This is uh, this is. The reason why I put this in here, because he, I was bouncing back and forth, Starman or True Grit. I was like, okay, I got to go with True Grit uh, because he's playing, you know, uh, Rooster Cogburn, which is a character that is so associated with John Wayne. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a classic. And the Coen brothers takes this. And, you know, we, we, we've talked about remakes. In fact, we had a whole episode on like, you know, like why you shouldn't make a remake. And this is one of those that is sort of violating the rule of don't mess with the classics and all that. But they do it and they do it so well. It's its own. It's its own movie. And I feel like. Uh, Bridges portrayal of this iconic 
you know, cinema character is his own. You know, he makes it work. He makes it gruff and grisly. And uh, you really sort of buy it. You know, you really sort of buy it. So there you go. Rooster Cogburn in true grit. Yeah, I, I will tell you, I did not see this in the theater because I was like, yeah, why do we need this? I'm right, a fan of the right. Coen brothers, but, uh, you know, I, and, and this is my number two, like I said, uh, but his portrayal of the characters is actually more complex. He mm-hmm. was allowed to do more with it. And some of that's probably the writing, um, all those years later, but, uh, yeah, he's ruthless and, and he's bitter, but we see the character's humor and even his compassion and his heroism in, in this. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, this is good. So, all right. So we got that makes the canister making the can- canister rooster Cogburn. And then, uh, let's move on back to the, uh, bridge scenes. Uh, my number two was the, uh, the lonely guy. Uh, jo- <laughs> so we go, George, what is your number two? Uh, it's rise of the planet of the apes. The okay. Golden so Gate okay. bridge. So, so Joseph is the one left sitting in the VIP lounge right now. What is your number two? Yeah. So, uh, I also went with the rickety bridge, but I chose Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, uh, 1984. And the reason why I chose this one, because I was thinking cliffhanger too. I mean, literally I was going back and forth. The reason why I chose this one instead is because of its homage, uh, because this is actually, uh, Steven Spielberg's homage to the 1939, uh, movie Gunga Din, uh, where you sort of have the same kind of thing where, uh, a guy is forced to cut the ropes of a bridge yeah. uh, because he's being tried. He's, he's being cornered from both sides. So what does he do? He chops and people go falling off. You saw, I saw a little bit of this uh, in 1975's King Kong uh, where they have the log and Kong is, you know, jostling the log and people are falling off somewhat of a bridge. But this one is like classic Spielberg, uh, you know, giving credit to the golden age of cinema, you know? So uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm just saying. Gunga did was like my dad, one of my dad's favorite, but you know, that was, this is an honorable mention for me. I'm sure cliffhanger was an honorable mention for you. Hey, so right, old, right. Old rickety bridge should get in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one, right. That's right. One of those two rickety bridges. I I'm going to make a prediction. <laughs> we'll We're going to have it, at least it one. Won't fall apart. It will not, yes. it won't fall apart. It'll actually get in. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Let's move on to the uh, number two bridges. You already had uh, Rooster Cogburn, George, if I'm keeping track. Is that correct? Yes, that's my number two. My number two is also Rustic Bridges, and he won an Academy Award for it. I'm talking about Otis Bad Blake, the country (laughs) singer, the alcoholic country singer who was was a star trying to make his way back, you know, uh, all liquor, trying to dry himself out and, uh, you know, make something out of his life. So um, very, you could see, also you see in this, you see uh, some really good stuff. I think that's why he won the award. You have vulnerable, uh, if I can't even say it, you know, vulnerable, Please someone say this for me. <laughs> Vulnerable bridges along with rustic bridges at the same time. So it's kind of like this character is like, you just don't know like, if he's going to hit somebody or just break down and start crying. So uh, uh, that's why I think the film, I mean, anybody else in this, this movie would, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, it's one of these movies. You don't see anybody else. It was based upon a novel. 87 novel took a while for them to develop it into a movie. And I think they waited for Jeff Bridges to get the right age when it was released <laughs> in 2009 <laughs> because everything <laughs> came together. And even, he even uh, won award for the, uh, the song he sings in the movie mm-hmm. too. So sings in the movie along with Robert Duvall also sings in the movie. And it was a weird choice of the younger country star. Can you guys guess who it was casting wise? Who was the guy, the guy that was going to record one of his songs? The new the new country star who mm, played no. him? No, uh, Colin Farrell. What? <laughs> oh, yes. Really? Did you guys see this movie? I haven't I, seen it. I've heard about it. Crazy Heart. He, he he won an Academy Award, but I haven't seen it. Mm. Oh wow! This is this is yeah. It probably I haven't yeah, seen it. Now you now Bridges is an actual singer. He has an album, right? Yeah yeah yeah. You guys have yeah, okay. Crazy Heart. I know. I need to see it. That's the only reason why I didn't make my list. Because wait a minute, I, wait I didn't a minute, see wait, wait. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. You haven't seen the Oscar winning performance by Jeff Bridges, Crazy Heart. Neither of you. 
No. I, 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 I chose to rewatch the 1975 King Kong for this show. <laughs> I should have watched that. You chose to watch, uh, uh, you chose to watch uh, Stay Hungry, which I tried to watch last night. It was just, uh, <laughs> besides uh, Sally Field's couple scenes. Uh, wow. Uh, all right, so let's move on now. I, uh, Joseph, what I've is heard, your number? I've heard good things about it. Woo! Uh, it's, it's, That's not it's, no not on, now. it's not on my list. You know what? Go, I'm go not calling it stinky, Jim. I'm go, not calling go, it stinky. Go, I just haven't seen it. During Lord of the Rings again, okay? Uh, well, so, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, at least I went. At least I went to see it. At least I made I know, an attempt. I know. I, yeah. I feel bad. Uh, I, I, at least I made I, an attempt to see his Oscar-winning performance. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, said, I, I didn't know. just like not go. Watch, I didn't just did not chose not to watch it. All right, Joseph, what's your number I'm so, two? I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. This I need to see it. Call yourself. I'm, I, I'm probably going to watch oh, it after cool. this show. I will watch it after this show. Uh, number two, last picture show. Okay, cool. All right, so we are now now to the number one bridge scene. Uh, George, what is your number one? Um, I knew the moment that we got the facts from the home office in the future. This was going to be my number one. This, this is, is going to be our number one. Okay, just go ahead and say it. You know, it 1957, the bridge on the River Kwai. Uh, Sir Alec Guinness. The definitive bridge movie. Uh, the whole story, and we've talked about this before on, I think, Best Explosions. I think mm -hmm. we talked about uh, that episode, Best Explosions. Uh, but it's based on the real-life hardships of these allied prisoners that are just brutally abused uh, by the uh, Japanese, their captors, uh, the Japanese during building this. Is it the Burma Siam Railway? Am I getting that <laughs> right, Joseph? Are you? Yes. Are you drinking a beverage? Uh, I'm trying to take advantage of all this, it's all peanuts. this food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, but during <laughs> during the Second World War. And uh, the, the thing is, is it is going to, uh, where it is, it's a very strategic point geographically where this bridge will link up and allow the Japanese an advantage. And uh, spoiler, the allies at the end are forced to blow it up to keep, you know, to, to protect uh, their, their comrades, if you will. Um, so, uh, but uh, bridge over River Kwai, number one for me. And uh, number one for me too. Yep. Oh, wow. So number one for me is a, a bridge uh, that I actually was uh, invited to go walk on, go walk on the top of it because I'm afraid of heights. It didn't happen, but I just being close to it in Australia was pretty amazing to see it up close. And I'm talking about the Sydney Harbor bridge featured in movies like Muriel's Redding, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, Mechanic Resurrection, The Day the Earth Stood Still, the remake that George hates, of course, uh, Mission Impossible yes. 2. And I'm picking Pacific Rim Uprising because they have like those creatures. Oh, yeah, those giant uh, coming out of the water, yeah. you know, to yeah. kind of show how big they are as opposed to the Sydney Harbor Bridge. But uh, if there's one place I'd live besides, uh, you know, the future <laughs> uh, desolate uh, planet we're on, but uh, it would be Australia, which is just a beautiful country. And to see that, that, that thing up close is, is pretty amazing. So yeah, you went there for the, it's the also Olympics, a continent. Right? Huh? It's a continent too. It's a country and a continent. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Bonus. Thank points. you. Thank you. He's, he's reading a, he's reading a, uh, so, yeah, he's reading the, uh, the uh, airplane book that told him that. The, uh, I was about to say, magazine. I, 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 I'm looking at where Delta flies right he's now. Doing, he's, doing, he's doing the crossword puzzle. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's move on now to, uh, well, before we get there, I still can't believe this crazy heart thing. There's an amazing scene in crazy heart where he's with, uh, he's watching Maggie Gyllenhaal's uh, kid and he stops to get a drink. And the kid gets lost in the mall. And the oh, that's look, crazy! The look of desperation on on Bridges' face. I think that one of Oscar alone. You guys should probably see it. That, I'm that's watch crazy. It. I'm watching it tonight. Yourself pop culture people. You probably should see that movie. You know that's what? That's crazy. You know, I heard that he actually won an Academy Award <laughs> for that one. But anyway, we're, let's move on to is, number one, which, which I think crazy. I think our number one is all the same. <laughs> our number one is all the same. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, you all hey, say at the same they're, time. They're, there's there's no there's no denying it. Okay, Tron. It on three. Tron. Oh wait. One, wait. two, three. The dude. The big the Lebowski. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to go first? Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. 
What can yeah, we say this, about this movie that we haven't said already? Yes, I mean, it's been on the show so many times. Yeah. Uh, well, just the, this is the one that he's going to be in all of his performances, great performances. This is the one that when he passes away, this is the one that they're going it, it, to, they're going to talk about. He was the dude. Uh, and, um, you know, the, this bowling league, all-star white Russian loving stoner recovering idealist, uh, who the whole plot, he gets, uh, he's harassed because of a case of mistaken identity. Um, but I will say, you know, the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, this is fun and it's funny. And, and, uh, I love a movie that surprises me where it goes and where it's going to end up. But the more that you watch this movie, you realize that it is as complex and as sad a film as, say, something like Chinatown, uh, which is one of my favorite movies. And Bridges' performance lies in the fact that underneath all the humor, he's got this deep vein of, of kind of melancholy um, where, you know, he, he plays it straight. Uh, and I think that's what makes it work. He, he's not in there you know, doing some kind of, and I love Will Ferrell, but some kind of Will Ferrell ham it up kind of thing. I, I think the character works because of, of the way that he plays it straight. So. And this is the one that doesn't fit in a Bridges category. Uh, this is the one that I told you about his mother. This is one his mother hated because he cussed so much. She couldn't believe that he took the role. Uh, <laughs> and it's even addressed in the movie. Do you have to cuss so much by Sam Elliott? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the so, I mean, that's uh, just so many uh, things that are great about this movie, including, uh, you know, just the little lines he made great. There's a beverage man. I see T-shirts with that line on there. I'm it, holding it. <laughs> It's yeah. uh, well, it ties the room together. I yeah, mean, it really yeah. ties the room. Yeah. The, the the thing about this movie, you know, to your point, George, and and then I'll shut up about it because I've 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 talked. I know just myself alone on this podcast have talked so much about this movie, but it's a movie that whenever it came out, I remember both Jim and I were super excited about it because we were already fans of the Coen Brothers. You know, raising Arizona, you know, was. I was a oh, huge, yeah. huge fan of, and this one was so bizarre that just the trailer alone, you were like, what the heck is this movie about? Because the, the soundtrack uh, was playing bowling, you know, you, it, it is a movie that is very timely because it was during, you know, our invasion of, of Iraq, you know, <laughs> uh, with it, Saddam Hussein referenced it. Uh, uh, oh yeah. And, and and, and, and well, you have stand, man, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and him repeating what he hears from George W. Bush is just like I perfect. Mean, George, yeah, H. the same, yeah, George Senior Bush Singer, yeah. And, and, but the thing about it is, at the same time, it's timeless because literally, you have teenagers that are discovering the dude today, <laughs> as they will tomorrow, and they everyone relates to the character. And you realize that it's not this, the story itself is just a, 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 a very simple, hard boiled detective it's the delivery mechanism for this other, this Ex other thing. Exactly. Uh, but it's the characters that are just yeah. timeless that you're just like, I know someone like that. And the dude just resonates with all of us because either we ourselves are a little bit of dude in all of us, or we know someone that's just like, ah, oh, yes, you know, and so it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's one of those things that God forbid they would ever consider making a remake of this movie because you can't. Well, I tried I mean, to do this, the sequel and we saw what happened there with the Jesus rolls. So we uh, yeah. just uh, leave it alone and, and go for Leave there. it alone. I mean, this was, you know, we talked, we mentioned how, you know, like Peter Sellers to uh, uh, Clouseau, yeah. this bridges is to the dude. There, there, there can be no impression of it, you That's know, so. Cool. All right. Well, uh, real quick, honorable mentions for me are Fearless, where he played the man who survived the plane crash and all of a sudden was eating strawberries that he was allergic to. Uh, Starman, Last Picture Show, Jagged Edge, Is He the Killer or Not? Winter Kills, a very strange movie from 1979 yeah, with yeah. conspiracies with John Houston as his father. Uh, and um, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Blown Away, only because uh, that's where he faces off against the bomber Tommy Lee Jones. Only because I got to interview Lloyd Bridges on that movie. And this is the closest probably I got to old Hollywood. We had some problem with the phone. So we called, we're supposed to call him at eight o'clock. 
it was 801. He answers to the phone. You're late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Not even hello. How you doing? It was you're late. <laughs> you, you pissed off a bridge. <laughs> A bridge, uh, but, but he, it was a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> he was fine after that, but w- once we charmed him. But yeah, he was definitely in uh, professional mode, which I, I'm guessing that's what Lloyd probably preached to Bo and Jeff. But uh, we got to so do a Bo I, show. I think Bo needs a show too. So, but, but we could do a Bo show. Uh, so I, I had all those that you said. I, 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 I chose a lot of those after watching King Kong. 1976 uh, version. I took it off my list of honorable mention. Uh, it was there, and then I watched it. It's just horrible. Uh, but one that you didn't mention that uh, I thought was really, really good is uh, Arlington Road. Yeah, that's on my. Uh, yes, that's, that's my, a good Michael one. Faraday. Yeah, Michael Faraday. Yeah, Michael Faraday. Yeah, that whole. So yeah, that's that. Good. That's the only one I wanted to mention. You mentioned all the other ones. Why about you, George? So I've got a lot of the same. I have to mention Tron. Because my my Which brother one? Nathan, uh, the first one, okay. but he he plays Kevin Flynn and Clue in in Tron 1982's Tron. Uh, my brother is such a big fan of of that. Uh, I like it by proxy because my brother loves it so much. Uh, you like but, the movie or the video game better? Um, actually, I think the acting in the video game is better, but uh, the, the movie. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about the movie, uh, but Jagged Edge. Uh, he's Jack Forrester. Which yeah, I mentioned that one. You're yeah. right. Uh, is he the villain? Is he not? You know, that's neat. Arlington Road, though. Uh, when I watch it, it still gets me that mm-hmm. ending, that ending and the yeah. setup. And I will never t- trust Tim Robbins ever. <laughs> so or so or uh, uh, what's her face? Um, uh, oh gosh, his wife in there. Um, Anyway, I can't remember her name. Uh, but uh, also uh, from his television stuff, uh, The Old Man, where he plays a former uh, CIA operative, I think, or FBI, I can't remember which, uh, really neat. And uh, we've already talked about Tucker, a man in his dream. Um, so those are my honorable mentions for Mr. Bridges. There was a, there was a time some honorable uh, bridges, bridges. And he was always, you know, he was always the best thing in bad movies too, in the early seventies, like, you know, like fat city and stuff like, I mean, this, there's like a string of movies that no one's ever heard of. Like hearts of the yeah. West is when it started to kind of get out of that kind of, you know, he did the Clint Eastwood thing, thunder, but thunder, whatever that light foot, thunderbolt and, was, and Lightfoot, light Yeah. So, uh, he got a claim for that one. Yeah. Yeah. But ever, yeah. ever that he was like, did a lot of indie stuff, but, uh, yeah. Good episode. Any, I'll mentions for the bridges before we go to the final vote. I mean, okay. bridge scenes. I've got a few. Go ahead, Joseph. Okay. So, uh, I have a Saturday night fever. You mentioned that Jim, yeah. uh, Smokey and the bandit. Uh, this was a great scene with, uh, Sheriff Buford T justice, uh, recognizing that the sheriff he's been talking to is African-American Oh yeah, uh, yeah. after, after they crash and all yeah, that. I put this in the old Ricky bridge character uh, thing too. Cause I mentioned it when I mentioned old Ricky bridges, did you think it's an old Ricky bridge? It is an old rickety bridge. And another old rickety bridge that I had to honorable mention is road trip. Uh, the movie itself where they have to jump over the bridge and uh, they're, they're trying to measure it. And uh, what's his name? Scott, uh, the, the Scotty. Scott no, the, 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 the actor uh, uh, in Tom American Ray? pie. No, American oh, no, pie. Uh, Stifler guy. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean William uh, Scott. Sean William Scott's like, it's not that far. He goes and he spits to show that he can spit across a bridge. And whenever his spit lands on the other side of the bridge, the bridge falls down. (laughs) It's like, it's really rickety. Uh, The good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, of course, George, I cannot do a bridge movie without talking about what is your favorite color? What oh. is your name? What <laughs> is even, your quest? I didn't even think about that. Monty, Monty Python, Python and Holy Grail. So, so there you That's go. Excellent. That's excellent. So, yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. George, so, go ahead. Uh, I've got Escape from New York, Saturday Night Fever, and 
who doesn't want to see Robbie Benson jump off a bridge yeah. and ode to Billy Joel? Nice. Uh, Joe I, I want to see Glennis yeah. O'Connor. That was probably the best part of the movie, but uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> jumped off the Tallahatchie bridge and really? Ridge. they took a, movie, they took a song and they made it into a movie and yeah. that's what you get. So, song's still better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. All right, so we are we are officially done. I don't have any uh, bridge honorable mentions. So you, where you want to go first? We have we have four Jeff Bridges movies already in the can. Yeah, so we've got the last picture show where he was Dwayne Jackson. We've got uh, Rooster Cogburn from True Grit. Oh, I'm sorry. We've got Clueless Last Picture Show. <laughs> we've got Rustic True Grit. We've got Unclassifiable Big Lebowski, the dude. And then we have the American optimistic Tucker. Uh, so what we have left to choose from is Ted Cole, uh, where he's a jerk, uh, in Door in the Floor, Starman, another clueless performance, The Fabulous Baker Boys, where he's cool, Hell or High Water, where it's rustic. It's kind <laughs> of like a Rooster Cogburn light, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yes. Hearts of the West, uh, which he's clueless, which I can't really commentate uh, on. Uh, Or I'm sorry, Crazy Heart, he's rustic. Uh, So, yeah, basically anything that has a heart uh, in the title, I haven't seen of his. And then I I think, you know, even though he is a jerk in Door of the Floor, it kind of falls into the cool category because he's that children's author and everybody kind of like fawns over him in the movie, even though really internally he's a jerk and he, you know, but... uh, but yeah, so I mean, it may, or maybe it's just a, he's just a jerk and it's a different type of role like, like Big Lebowski is. So um, I don't know, wherever you guys want to go with it, we got, we got one rustic uh, and one American optimistic and one clueless. So we uh, add to that, we can go cool or we can go jerk. <laughs> I th- I'm going to make an argument for Starman because before this, you had David Bowie and the man who fell to earth. And such a different performance for the fish out of water humanoid alien trying to blend into society uh, from those two performances. Uh, Starman made an impression on me, uh, and that's why it's so high up on my list. But, did uh, he win? Oh, he won an Oscar for that one, didn't he? Uh, oh, did he? He didn't. He didn't win an Oscar for that one. Sorry, was he not? Uh-huh. No, he was not nominated for that. Joseph, oh, hey, uh, is this jerky version of Jim <laughs> or or clueless versus this is, Jim? This is the uh, this is jerky because you guys didn't see Crazy Heart, so it's not going to get in because you guys didn't. I, li- see I like how, which is a terrible uh, excuse for. I like for the how it's personal <laughs> that uh, that we didn't see a movie and somehow it's an, a personal affront against you. That's uh, that's interesting. It is because it's not. Uh, I I will hey seriously Jim I will acquiesce and I will throw a vote to it not because of your little tantrum that you just did (laughs) but uh, because I I have heard such good things and uh, I'm excited about seeing it if Joseph will invite me into his home movie studio uh, (laughs) that uh, I'll I'll throw a vote I'll I'll throw a vote uh, that direction that is that is really uh, that's really uh, nice of you to do that this is a close George obviously you know (laughs) four four of my five are getting in four of my five are getting in so I'm gonna give you crazy heart are we doing crazy heart okay (laughs) let's do crazy heart nice all right this is this is pretty much George and I just folding we're just like fine And like, Duvall, do we really I mean, want to listen to Jim? Duval, Jeff Bridges, Maggie Gyllenhaal. You have uh, Colin. Let, let's movie. let's be very clear because I do not want to set a precedent to where you throw a tantrum every episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, seriously, I had considered this. I couldn't cast a vote because I haven't seen it. I, I could not Prime put it on my. Well, yeah. it was on my honorable mention because I hadn't seen it, but I was like, yeah. I know it's good. I know, I know it's good. I know it's, but I didn't see it. So I can play on my yep. list. Yep. So, so there you go. All right. So that's our <laughs> list. Uh, last picture show, true grit, the big Lebowski. Of course, I don't think anybody for a second thought that wasn't going to happen. Uh, Tucker and crazy heart. So Woo-hoo. on to other bridges. We've got the bridge from Inception. Uh, well, let me give you the ones that we know are in. The Golden Gate Bridge from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. The Bridge over River Kwai. 
the Lonely Guy Bridge, which I forgot about, and I'm so excited that's in there. The ones that we have to choose from, the Bridge in Inception, the Bridge in Selma, the Bridge of Spies, Stand by Me Bridge, the old. Um, we got to pick. We got to figure out this rickety bridge. That, that's up to you, George. That's up to you because yeah, Jim and I offered sure both of now, them. George, you did guess cliffhanger when I was talking about a rickety bridge before, and did not. Yeah, guess but but the Indiana Jones rickety bridge, I think, is if I'm if but I'm the movie having is not decide, good. <laughs> it's the scene. Wait. We're only doing the scenes. Okay. Wait, <laughs> are you saying cliffhanger is better? Well, I, don't I don't know, know that I, I can. I, I, <laughs> Cliffhanger is more rewatchable for some reason. I try to watch the Temple of Doom one, and it's got so many dumb yeah, things in it. Yeah, you're right. I'm going yeah. Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George. Sorry. You can watch Lithgow in the, uh, in the helicopter. We're, we're just talking the scene. We're not talking the movies. It's not a movie thing. Lithgow, kill the him. <laughs> see, just the scene itself. Right. Scene alone. I, I, I uncircled it, so I'm... Uh, we're done. You you guys are going to have to work this out. I'm not going to. George, don't, saying, don't you agree, though, like Cliffhanger is more rewatchable than Indiana Jones? Wait, 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 wait. You are making an argument for a movie. I'm making an argument for a scene. And I'm this not, was supposed I'm to be choosing. about bridges and scenes, this a is, scene of a bridge. At least Cliffhanger is, uh, was original. It didn't rip off Gunga Din. I'm here's here. I'm going to cast my vote. It's an for, homage. It's an I'm, homage. <laughs> I'm, cast, I'm casting my vote for Escape from New York. All right. Since that, <laughs> since that was on. <laughs> And Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, let's do Saturday Night Fever. That's it. Rickety Bridge won't make it. I guess because it's not a real bridge, actually, too. So that's yeah. Well, it's not a bridge anymore because they cut it. You know, so you're right. I'm 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 fine with those selections, George. Okay. Good right. job. Good stuff. So Good stuff. Golden I'll, Gate. I'll Saturday Night Fever getting in. Yeah. Well, you notice both Escape from New York and Saturday Night Fever. They were on my uh, honorable mention. Uh, so that's how I decided that. So Lonely Guy Bridge, Saturday Night Fever Bridge. Escape from New York Bridge, a number one, uh, and the bridge over River Kwai, and of course the Golden Gate Bridge makes an appearance in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So nice. All right. So there it is. That wraps up the show. CrispyCoderRobots.com is where you need to go uh, for all our information. George, if you want to get the shovels no. ready, get the shovels and stuff. Uh, wait, let me. I I cannot be here for the shovel part, which is terrible because I. Guys, I gotta go. They they they, they caught me. <laughs> they caught right, me too right. many nuts. It's, it's fine. Oh wait, you want to say something? Sorry. sorry yes. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, a guy was supposed to pick me up today, and he didn't. And okay, I gotta go. They're 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 All making right. faces right. at me. Sorry. Okay. All right. So once again, CrispyCoderRobots.com. You can check out all the shows we've done, and also the uh, merch we have there, and our album review show. Where to find that is all on the website. So uh, we're digging right now. You want to shoot this thing up, George? Yes. Remember, there's always tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion. Or is that? Oh, is that? I'm John Houston from Winter Kills, not selected in this show.